Oof, man. So, uh, we're here, bro. And, uh, we're about to enter the fourth decade of our lives. We were both born in the Don't 80s. remind me, bro. We lived through the 90s, the early 2000s, and the 2010s. We're entering the fourth decade of our life. Um, Still no flying cars. No flying cars. No flying cars, but flying examples of great artistry that we've got to witness throughout our lifetime but uh for this for this for this one in particular man i'm not even gonna beat around the bush um we both love music we always have uh we got to hear some great great all-time great artists and albums this decade man so i mean i don't even want to beat around the bush i uh I'm going to say without question before we even go too far into this. And I'm going to keep talking about why it's my favorite, but I'm going to drop other favorites. Can, I, can I guess it? You already know it because I listen to it. I discuss it. I mention it every day. You don't even have to guess it. You can guess the artist, but I'm pretty sure you're going to guess the album anyway. Go ahead. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The I think the single greatest, I think the single's greatest musical album ever produced. By any artist alive or dead, um, and that's and like I said, that's my opinion. I always say I think this. I know it is not a fact. I know that Stevie Wonder produced songs in the key of life, uh, the original Thriller. I know how people feel about, let's say, Nirvana. How people feel about these other great albums. I don't know where else to go with these other big acts. I know people feel a way about them. You know, James Brown live at the Apollo. How people feel about God those damn. albums. <laughs> but you see what I'm putting it up Holy against shit. in my mind. And in my mind, that is my all-time favorite greatest musical album ever. So that happened to come out within this past decade, right? This decade, yes. I'm going to get the exact release because I'm not sure when it was if it was... But I know it was while he was in his exile. He recorded it while he was in his exile from his whole uh, VMAs incident. From his whole uh, BMA, VMAs incident. Uh, there were a few albums that stood out this past decade. Yeezus was a big one for me. Yeezus, I loved Yeezus. But Yeezus was not quite devil i mean devil west part uh my beautiful dark twisted fantasy i'm thinking of my fucking favorite song on that album <laughs> i think we need to also remember that within the decade was watch the throne watch the throne which i also once again while a great album i think my beautiful dark twisted fantasy Still. was inherently much better we also have to remember man uh you know we got the return of eminem we got recovery this decade uh, and I'm, I'm, while I'm saying Return of Eminem, I mean the Eminem we grew up on. The M we grew up on. Yes. Uh, and I even think, I don't even know if, uh, I think it might have been at two, it might have been 2009 or it might have been 2010 when uh, his relapse came out. When did relapse come out before recovery? I feel like relapse came out before recovery because recovery was like 2012. Or not even recovery was like 2010 because I was at the concert. So relapse was like 20, 2009 at least. We're talking just hip hop right now. Though. We're we, talking hip hop right you, now. You, you listen a little more than I mean, hip-hop. I listen to more than hip hop, man. Uh, one album that 
was also released at the beginning of this decade and to me has stood the test of time. If not now, when by Incubus. That album, basically, the first few years of the decade revolved around that album. I think in 2011, I was still doing Morning View. Yes. So we were performing these songs for people all over like the state we was always traveling to different venues and shit and while it was a much smaller version of what i'm sure the actual band experiences on the road performing their music we basically made shit money to play decent sized gigs to drunk people but to me that shaped the first half of the decade and i mean that was dope, man. I went to a couple of shows, man. That really got me an incubus. I, lo- I love that album also. That's not what I'm think of, to think of, man. I mean, uh, another artist, I'll say, blew and popped this decade, Young, who's one of my favorite artists out right now, who I discussed uh, during uh, a Juice World podcast. Uh, you should already know what I'm calling, man. My, my boy Dirty Mike, man. The Weeknd. <laughs> Yo, Trilogy. Trilogy. Uh, and what was it? It was Thursday... House of Balloons, and I can't remember the other one. It was three mixtapes that he combined into one, mastered, put a couple new tracks on, and, and sold then, as an album. And then did coke off of the CD tray. And, and became a fucking pop star, bro. <laughs> just just think about it like this. It didn't even get censored, and he had kids singing about doing coke until their face was numb. I can't feel my face when I'm I don't want to take it too far away from hip-hop because I could talk about all the rock shit that's came out in yeah. the past uh, decade. But this is I mean, its kind of related, but it's definitely worthy of a mention. Best beef in the past decade. Ooh, man. Ooh. Let's keep it on hip-hop. The past decade, because you have to go back to even all the way back then, man. And the early part I'm gonna of the decade... I'm gonna use. Um, I'm gonna Google hip hop beefs this in, decade. This decade. This decade. Um, and, and the two the, the two biggest that pop in my mind right now, both involve the Canadian, and he only won one. I think. Uh, according to the last interview that he put out, he's almost accepted defeat against Pusha T. He just doesn't want to admit it. Yo, like he's like, yo, I don't feel like I got outbarred. I got like it was more emotional. Like nah, I got I got exposed. Like nah, dog. Like that's the same thing. If you got out barred or got exposed, it don't matter. You got it happened. And I like I, I you know I had to have this conversation with someone from work who's this close to becoming persona non grata. But I had to tell her like yo, listen. However you want to feel about it, like yo, you can't set the precedent you set with back to back on this nigga when that was your road dogs man. That was it. And him and Nikki was still dating. I mean, uh, Mink and Nikki was still dating when Back to Back came out. And that nigga took shots and added Nikki into it. Shout out to my boss, bitches, wife, and niggas. So I Googled it, and it's not coming up as like hip hop beefs. It's coming up as oh. biggest celebrity Wait, 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 wait. Can I guess number one? Can I guess number one? I don't even, I can't see the screen. You're facing away from me. I bet I can guess number one. Can I, I got to find it. Go ahead. I found it. I'm guessing Katy Perry and Taylor Swift. No. no. Who? Taylor Swift and Kimye. Oh, 
How did I just yo, how did I start this talking about that and forget about that? You know what I'm saying? And you said Kimye. You and said that, that started uh, to be fair. That started t- 2009 and spilled into 2010. Nigga, that started 2009 and spilled in and is carrying over into 2020. Still, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a whole decade of this shit. How did I forget that? Can't stand each other. Yo, how did I? I made that bitch famous. <laughs> yo, you, yo, like that's yo. kind of hip hop, but th- that only shows like one hip hop. The rest was just bullshit. This is like a celebrity article, so I'm gonna just throw some hip hop. No, you said just celebrities. Like I remember that was like a like that's why oh, they said. This, see now it's, it popped up. Those two, Drake and Pusha, obviously. For some reason, their beef stretched from 2011 to 2018. It was uh, apparently like I'll say it like a this. Long-standing feud. Nah, it, apparently there was something about uh like he took shots at uh. When they were doing Good Fridays, the second interval, like the second uh, issues of Good Fridays after everything with the first year of them, uh, on Exodus, that song Exodus twenty two three or twenty three three or whatever the fuck it is, um, he took shot. You signed to one nigga that signed to another nigga that signed to three niggas. Now that's bad luck. Like like he like push took a shot, and uh, like they said that that like apparently apparently you know what I'm saying. But you you, you searching this man. We we know the beefs, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? We cannot forget that Chris Brown and Drake beefed from 2012 to 2018. I feel like... And that song that they have out together is that actually was good. the end of it. That, that No th- Guidance shit was I wanna, dope. I'm going to go ahead and say Chris Brown... Did, that was maturity. I, I feel like Chris Breezy didn't reach out for that, though. His camp didn't reach. I feel like Drake knew, yo, I got this dope hook. Only person who could do it is Breezy, though. I need to do it. Like, I feel That's like, why Drake was in the video more for comedic value than anything else. Like, if you break the shit really down, I didn't. I've Drake, never if, seen the video. If, if, if you never the seen song, the video, I know the song. No, I, if if Drake was in a position of power, he wouldn't have been the the comic relief in the music video. That was a it was a Chris Brown video. Chris Brown was the one, and even in the end, when they end the video, I'll show you the video when we're done. Chris Brown's doing his own dance routine on cars and throughout the whole parking lot by himself. Drake, all his people disappeared. Drake can't dance. <laughs> that, that, that was the comic relief that he provided. Like, I mean, but like I, I, when I heard the song, when I heard like they had a song and I heard it, I was like, yo, this shit is hot. Like, this shit's going to hit. This shit's going to be like that song came out. I felt like the end of the summer, that song's going to still be rocking until next summer. The end of next summer, I feel like not as heavy. But it's gonna go through this whole winter, like it's what people want to hit, like independent woman. No guy, you did it all on your own. No guidance. So a part of the article again, we're gonna shout out Thrillist.com because you know this is their article. They put Azalea Banks versus the world. They put a list of people she's beefed with in the past decade. Everyone and their mother. Beyonce, Cardi B, Rihanna, Nicki Minaj, Lana Del Rey, Iggy Azalea. Erica Badu, Perez Hilton, Stone Roses, Lil Kim, Rita Ora, Zayn Malik, uh, Zayn Malik, Malik, Lily Allen, Angel Hayes, ASAP Rocky, Pharrell, Kendrick Lamar, and Eminem. Are we done there? List is over. I want st- to just, just don't, don't even say and anyone. And Elon up. Musk. Cool. Fair <laughs> enough. Cool. We're good. We're done. For, I, I'm going to go ahead and say here. 
I still don't have quite any idea who the fuck Azalea Banks is or what I mean, the fuck either. she does. She's like the Brooklyn brawler of hip hop. Yeah, I mean, she's a job. I think she's worse than that, man. She's like the guy who Perry <laughs> Saturn beat up. She's like the guy who Perry Saturn beat up in his one professional match of fucking rappers and hip hops. Oh, like no man. one knows what she does. We gotta take a quick commercial I mean, break. <laughs> it's just. Yeah, man, it's just she's a fucking she's she's a joke of an artist. If she is an artist, I have I, honestly I have no idea what Azalea Banks does in our industry. But while we're here and we're on music, we, you wanted to go to beef some. I mean, I want to come back to favorite albums, cause you know I said just one, two. What did I say? My beautiful dark twisted fantasy and trilogy, man. Uh, a great album. I feel like, and this guy was robbed of a uh, best new artist at the Grammys that year. And I think he was, I don't even know if he was nominated for album of the year, but he definitely lost to Mac Lamar. Um, Kendrick Lamar, man, good kid, bad city. Um, that, that that album was insane. Good kid, mad city. Mad city. Why do I say, oh! It's been a long couple of weeks. Bad City was the version that he recorded at Michael's house before he passed. Away. Nah, he yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Pimper Butterfly was good. The Pimper, you know what it was about. The Pimper Butterfly was good, but it wasn't album full of bangers. It was an album you could like just like you listen to and get the message of, and it like, damn, he dropping some lyrical shit. Uh, and you know, before we go too far on it, not give this man his credit, man. And I can't believe I almost went this far and I let you go a full commercial break without giving credit to a goat, a young goat in this game right now, man. Cole, how many okay. is he at right now? J Cole. How many is he at right now? Uh, platinum with no features. Was that three? But J. Cole is beyond hip-hop. I believe that J. Cole could scrap the beats, do spoken word, and still sell out. Because the man is a storyteller, man. Like, I honestly think he could. I think he could do an album full of spoken word pieces. And just by the word he speaks, that could be his cadence and beat. And he'd kill it. No music, no nothing. And it was crazy because when I... I believe it was in this past yeah it was definitely in this past decade that my brother did the Apollo one of the things I told my brother was stop trying to rap you're too old and this is kind of like advice that I'm following that I'm following now I'm like yeah I'm kind of my brother's age when I told him this shit because <laughs> I told him this shit six years ago and now I'm the same age as him I'm like I can't be rapping and just looking stupid so he basically bought $500 suits Went on stage and did his spoken word, and he fucking made it to round three. He kept winning. And to me, that shows the value of the words that are being said. If you take the beat away from the majority of the music you hear today, it cannot stand on its own. You can't take a Takashi song and remove the beat and like say that as a poem. You can't. That's almost like Dr. Seuss. You know, the only reason I'll say it's like Dr. Seuss is because his rhyme cadences are low, juvenile. Like it's I, his baby. Like I've, been, I've been in a very, like I said, I've already said a few times on these, I've, I, I allow my Christmas spirit to be sucked up in a bad mood. I've been for the last, I'll say, week walking into work listening to Get the Strap. Ha! 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 Get the Strap! Ha! Yeah! Yeah! yeah get the, like, I, that's, the, that's what's been blasting in my ears. Just because, like, I need to put my, like, and I've realized i also been putting me in an Aggie, like, mind state. But, like, his boy, he comes on and is like, yeah, oh, y'all niggas suck my dick. Matter of fact, suck my dick with your mother's lips. <laughs> I, I, stupid. And it's like, 
I'm going to read off some <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> I got to pull them up. <laughs> These are some lyrics from Fifi. <laughs> Shorty got that drip drip, got that wet wet drip. That soup was soaker. <laughs> Pussy got that wet wet, got that drip drip, got that super soaker. Hit that she a Fifi, her name Kiki. She eat my dick like it's free free. I don't even know like why I did that. I don't even know like why I hit that. All I know is that I can't wife that. Talk to her nice so she won't fight back. Turn around and hit it from the back, back, back. Bend her down and make it clap, clap, clap. clap, clap. clap. I don't really want no friends. I don't want no friends. And to me, that's almost like that meme that I saw that it showed uh, Freddie Mercury lyrics for like Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. And then like a, a Beyonce song where it was just like the same lyric. And then on the writers, it showed Freddie Mercury. And on Beyonce's writers, she had like 16 writers just to all write the same word over and over. <laughs> but you kind of, you know, it's fucked up. Like you were kind of doing that to the beat though, <laughs> like and and like I said, his rhymes. I feel like if you rap, they can do it. If you know how to speak it out right, you can do it to the beat. But oh, I was saying it too because I was like trying to remember, head. like yeah. Now but imagine saying that if no one ever heard the song before. Like imagine going on stage that pussy got that wet wet, got that drip drip, <laughs> got that super soaker. <laughs> if that was at a competition. Like that, that's how it would go, man. But uh, like I said, man, we've had we, we've been lucky to go through a great. Uh, I can't believe the blueprint came out in two thousand one. Blueprint, yeah, nigga, we went high, September eleventh. Yeah, how many September eleventh references want there? After the fact. What was it before? Oh, we getting old, bro. We are, we are, yeah. It's a nice reminder. Every time I think of other Jay Z Eminem concert, and I remind myself that was two thousand ten. I was just like, wow. Like we like we like it. We, we've man, aged. Oh. We aged quick, man. Um, but we got to live through. I mean, I, I think we'll still have some timeless music come out, man. Another artist I want to say this decade that we were introduced to, and dropped some very timeless music, and we kind of bigged her up a little bit last week. Was that Adele? She, to me, she's one of the top artists of this past decade. One of the top. And all done vocally. She didn't have to be pretentious. She didn't have to buy gold chains and rent cars. And she didn't have to do none she of that She didn't have shit, to get bro. half naked. So She didn't have to do none. She transcended she the put industry. put her heart on wax and bared her soul. And to me, she's one of the last great artists. And I don't even listen to her music like that, bro. I don't listen to music like that, but she has songs that I absolutely love. But from love. an artist's standpoint, if I were to like, if this was like what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, is let's just say I would say, yo, fuck radio. I'm just going to go back to the music shit. I would try to like do what she did as opposed to doing with what the hip hop world is doing. Because to me, it's, it's watered down, bro. She, in her music, you hear the honesty. And I think that's why everyone is so ready for her new album. Because you know what's coming. She's divorced. Her albums have never been, like, flashy titles. Her, al her album titles are literally 19, 21, 25. Her ages when the albums came out that year. 
When did um What a Time to Be Alive come out? It came out this like twenty fourteen, I wanna say twenty fifteen. To me that's one of the great albums or the great mixtapes. What a time to be alive. Of the past decade. I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve judgment on it solely for the point of I don't listen to future, so I never listen to that. You never listen to that album? You never listen to scholarships, diamonds dancing, none of that shit. If I just said I never listened to that album. But you know, you you probably heard a song. Nothing. Jumpman, 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 Jumpman. That's the only song I know off that album. And that to me is one of the worst songs on the album. I just because I'm not a fan of Future's music, I didn't listen to the album. I'm not a fan of his music at all. So like, even though he did it, at that time, I thought Drake shit was kind of falling off because it was all a poppy, poppy, always a popping shit. Like I'm, a, I wasn't living a champagne poppy lifestyle, nigga. Like I wasn't in the club. I didn't want to hear that shit, nigga. Like I was struggling in life. I didn't want to hear this nigga. I'm fucking bitches every day tunes, nigga. Niggas got real life issues over here, Drake. I don't want to hear that shit. Like, get that shit the fuck out of here, man. Niggas were struggling at that point, man. So, no. I don't give a fuck about that album, and I never will. But Final if you say it's decent. On music of the past decade. Uh, I'll say, unfortunately, as far as it goes mainstream, it's been dominated by garbage. Uh,. But we have gotten some great albums, some great artists, great new emerging artists this last decade, last few years. Um, and I think as far as great artistry goes, the great artists in the vein of other great artists, though not their level, will continue to put out great art. Uh, as for the trash, the garbage that we see, whatever you want to classify it as, the, 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 the top 40s pop garbage, the, the, the mumble rap gibberish. Wherever you want to take it, the noise, the noise, the noise. noise. Uh, Be that as it may, uh, it all dies out eventually. All these bands, these acts, eventually die out. Uh, Let's look at uh, before I said give this back to you. Um, A lot of those crazy, loud, angry bands in the early two thousands. How many of them still around? They play. You just don't know. Because I know. it's not what 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 happened Listen, was that I know the culture, a lot of them. the culture con- the culture continued, but now it's part of subculture. It was during that time in the early two thousands that that shit was everywhere. But I mean, it was everywhere. Had these big shows. But I mean, how many of those how many of those bands are still in their existence as they were at that time in the early two thousands? Not very many. There are 5%. still some. There are still some torn, but that's what I mean. Five percent, but even like the greats, like Green Day, who with American Idiot, which was at the beginning of the decade, they were like monstrous with that shit. That shit died out. They was doing um the iHeart Music Film Fe- uh, the iHeart Music Festival. They got cut off. They told them they had one minute left because they somebody else went too long. Outcast or somebody. Some stupid uh, man, shit. he got you know, he got pissed off. Were, uh, like Bieber was supposed to come up next. Yeah, so it's Joe like, Madden went crazy on stage yeah, and they forced him to go to rehab. The rock acts don't get the same respect as they used to get because now popular culture is hip-hop culture. But back in the day, there was like this massive rock following this metal shit. But to me, I'm going to say that since we started doing radio in 2012, I need to shout out a few people that, to me, it constitutes as being great music of the past decade. Johnny Gerasimo with the Can't Say No. Can't Say No. Alex Byrne 
fucking Joshua Asiades, like all the people that we had booked at live at Zero Zamin. You know who I'm going to say that you always and I always said I wanted to book him again and get him Big Lim. And we never did. And who I listened to, actually, I don't listen to, but have the one song I still absolutely love and know, word for word Blue Kid, the Dismemberment song. That was a good Zir Zamin night. That was. And we all shot our shot that night. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Oh, man. But just, like, yo, I still listen to that song, and I still, like, I listen to the music on Spotify, man. But Blue Kid, in that same vein. But we, uh, in that same vein, man, Jason Evans' band, I love them. Yeah, that's another one. We got to experience some great live music. It's not just about, you know, the mainstream shit, especially in a place like New York, Nashville, L.A., those places, those are places you go in a hole in the wall bar. You're gonna see one of the greatest shows actually, of your life. There's actually one other great release, man. I want to plug out there, man. And I don't know. I mean, I know you're obviously gonna send us them afterwards, man. But another great release I want to plug out there that I got when we were on our, you know, our beef. I don't know if you ever heard it, man. Uh, Notar's Larry album. Oh yeah, I helped. Do, I, I designed his website during that time. Ah uh, man, so but I, I had to do. I he actually gave me a hard copy of it. Like I was still at the office. And I saw him. I was working on the computer. I just saw him walking down the block back to his apartment. Like, I came out, and I had to, like, run him down. Like, yo, bro, the way that album started, that first track, I was like, that's so, so long. That's funny. I was yeah. waiting for his photo shoot. That shit was fucking. I told him. I was like, yo, bro, right now, I was like, this is my favorite thing I've listened to at that point that year. And I was in like, the middle of the street in Soho when he had his face wrapped with the fucking American, American band flag. Band. Like, yeah. that shit. Yo, that shit, yo, he fucking, that album was fucking crazy, bro. He killed that fucking album. Yeah, we need to bring Notar on for one of these, yes. man. And if you guys, of course, if you guys don't agree with any of the things that we said, you guys know where you can follow us, and you could just comment. At Button Roach, man. Like, you, you just fucking just say what you don't agree with, and we'll shut you down, because we got the facts. Word. And it don't matter. It's our opinion on our show. So shut the <laughs> fuck up. We do the fucking. You heard? <laughs>